Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Uh, really looking forward to you coming back here to Tamworth yet again. Uh, and with Ian Moss's time on Saturday night, you're performing at the Tamworth Town Hall. It's going to be a fantastic show. And I love how you and um, Ian basically got together to do this whole thing. Yeah, well, we sort of, you know, we've been planning this for a couple of years because COVID came along and cancelled all our plans, of course, like it did for everybody else. But the best part is once we actually got this on the road, we didn't know how it was going to go stylistically and where it was going to meet in the middle. I got myself a country music musician and, and you've got Ian, a rock and roller and a soul musician as well. And, mate, where these two rivers meet, I think people are going to be really pleasantly surprised. Um, the music that we share together... To hear Ian playing on some of my country stuff is phenomenal as well. So it's been a really, really amazing time for me, and I've actually learned something, Jared. Yeah, what's that? Well, more chords. <laughs> <laughs> Being an old country bloke, you know, I've only sort of I only use as many chords as I have to. But Ian, he is a little bit of a whiz on the guitar, and um, it's been amazing to sit back, I think, and just uh, and watch an old master at work. And and he enjoys, you know, sitting back and watching me do my country thing too, because I think. One thing that he didn't realise was that the amount of stories that come out of songs, especially within country music, yeah. are always uh, interesting to sit down and get your, get your head around, you know? That's the thing I love about this. There seems to be a real mutual respect between both of you. I mean, you love all genres of music, and it seems Ian's very much the same. Yeah, look, we're both... We have really, really broad taste. I mean, a couple of the nights we had to drive... I think it was from the Blue Mountains in Sydney and we had to go back out to Bathurst where we were sort of based in a motel for a few days while we did Albury and all these other towns. And on our way back in the car one night, he started playing Frank Sinatra and then I introduced him to some Charlie Pride. And, mate, you know, he, he introduced me to some, some other really amazing band from New Zealand that I'd never heard of. And so it's, it, we're music fans. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the secret to, to making this, this show really work as well. And... Uh, I hope what people walk away experiencing is the fact that there's, there's two people that just love all genres, but we stick to our own on this show and, and we're able to actually, you know, do our best and handpick the songs we think will connect with people. How long have you known uh, Ian Moss for? Did you cross paths a lot sort of back in the, the, the earlier days? Yeah, we, we've been mates for about maybe 15, 16 years and I was making records with Nash Chambers. Um, uh, Don Walker from Cultures will came up to do a guest vocal on a, a song of mine with me with, when I was recording an album with Nash. And he said, oh, do you mind if Ian Moss pops along and just tags up for, a, for an afternoon? He said, he, we haven't caught up and I'd like to catch up with him in the car and I'll bring him up as well. And as Ian walked into the studio, he heard me doing a version of The Dark End of the Street. And he put the little uh, intercom thing down to the studio where I could hear him in the, in the break. And he said, do you mind if I come in and sing on this? <laughs> and I'd only just met him, you know. <laughs> so that was a weird way to meet Ian Moss, I have to say. But... We became really good friends after that, and not only for guitar playing, we're both guitar nuts, and uh, I think it was just mainly the fact that he got to see another side of what we do in country, and that is we can blend towards the soul end of the of the genre as well. And then we do that, that song in, in particular, Dark End of the Street, in the show as well now. Yeah, no, this is phenomenal. And you're playing with some good special guests as well. I mean, some really bright stars of um, of, of, of the music future. Yeah, we really are. Melody Moko, and uh, we've got Greta Zilla. We even had, uh, I think Melody had COVID at one stage, and we got a young fellow called Charlie Fitler, and he, he came along and filled about four shows for us. He's from out at Armadale. And what a talent he is. And it's just been really, really nice to see the audience's response to these younger generation artists as well. And it makes you proud to not only encourage them, to tote them along with you on our way around, but 
to actually sit side of stage there and listen to them as well is, is a big thrill. I, I absolutely am blown away with the way they, they, they songwrite, the way they engage an audience, and, um, and that's the next generation we have to nurture. Yeah, that's exactly right. But I mean, I think we're in we're we're in good hands. I think that's safe to say. Oh, very much so. And I've been fans of them before we even did this tour. But when we were asked who we'd like, we, we mainly picked females because it's a very a bloke heavy show. So we thought <laughs> we'd go for some females to lighten up the load a little bit and add add some nicer stuff to the other end of the spectrum. But you know, even what Charlie brought along to the table, filling in there for us as well, was fantastic. And so I think that, you know, they're the next generation. We should be really proud of them. You are touring this show pretty much everywhere. I mean, every, nearly every, I think it's nearly every state you're playing in. Um, it's it's phenomenal. I like to think, though, that we've kind of got the better show out of all of yours, Troy, because, of course, the Tamworth Town Hall in particular has some great memories for you as well. Look, the Tamworth Town Hall um, has got super, super special memories. I mean, I went in talent quests there before... I even uh, I went from I went sort of through stages. I went from busking on the street during the January festival, and then I went into doing some talent quests to got a little bit more confidence and stuff like that. But the town hall is like our our Ryman Auditorium. It's the Church of Country Music, and even having a chance to I normally do my show out of Trek, but because of COVID and we had limited numbers, we ended up changing our show to the town hall for one year, and it's it's super special. I think what people will see is uh, not only two musicians that love to play music, but they'll also get to witness songs done in a beautiful venue. And I've always been really proud to play there, and I really hope people come out and breathe it in with us. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm sure they will after the last couple of years. We definitely need some uh, live music entertainment in our lives again, that's for sure. So, yeah. Well, we, we sure do. And, and, and even when, I, when I'm sitting here like, like doing like playing guitar in between the interviews, I, mean, I just think about some of those chords of, of telephone booths that I've had to learn, right? And I'm going, <laughs> you know, I listen to this in my EA told and like, you know, really loud. But when you're going... <laughs> and, and I'm going. I just every night we start that song. I just go back to being an 18 year old in my EH Holden with a full bore on the stereo. So I get to fanboy for a few minutes while I'm playing the chords on Ian's songs and and watching his the joy in his face when he's playing the solo on things like Riverboy for me is is something else. He just he fell in love with all these songs. He reckons on his way around. No, I love it. Hey, Troy, thank you so much. Really looking forward to seeing you Saturday night at the, uh, the fabulous Tamworth Town Hall with Ian Moss. Thank you so much for your time. Great to talk to you, Jared. Thank you very much, mate. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Hello, it's Sam. How are you? Very well, Sam. How are you? I'm good, thanks. That's the way. Love to play the stresses with you, Sam. 25 bucks is spent at Sports Power and Toy World at the Atrium. I've got 10 seconds on the clock. I'll give you category name, five things in that category in 10 seconds. And that one is all yours. You good to go? Yep, ready to go. All right. I'm looking for five things you'd find in the pantry. Go for it. In the in the what? In the pantry. In your oh kitchen God. pantry. Um, go for it. Like a tree, sticks. Leaves, what? A pear, no, 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 no. A pa- no, in a kitchen pantry. Oh, a pantry. I thought you said a pantry. Okay, ready? Um, salt, pepper, tomato, <laughs> hang salt, on, gravy. I didn't even start the clock again. I was trying oh, to compose okay. myself after how I talk. Um, it sounded like you said pantry. <laughs> 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 well, there's a partridge in one. Um, okay. 
Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I've got the clock ready to go. I, I, you just said five then, so I know you're going to win this, but we better do it all officially and all that kind of stuff, you know, just in case the lawyers are okay. listening. So, Sam, go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, sauce, salt, pepper, gravy, chip. Nailed it. Done. Well Perfect. done, Sam. Thank you. I'll rebook in at the uh, speech therapist again. I think I might need it. <laughs> all right. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Morning, Ames. How are you? Morning, JB. Elongating your words? Uh, Well, apparently. Pantry. A pantry. I have to slow that down later on and see if I, uh, you know, might be borderline. Yeah. You're good with, you know, how people say the words because you make the ads and stuff here at the station. Well, uh, you can analyse that later on. Okay. See what you think. Uh, (laughs) Do you have any, any old products... That you'd like to see bought back. Discontinued lines oh. that you'd like to see bought back. Put me on the spot, JB. Roll-ups in the in the in the rolls, not the little things. Remember when they Remember used to roll-ups come... and they had Ro- pictures on them? Oh yes. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. No, there's oh, yeah. Wow. Blast in the past there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where in the back of your mind did you pull that memory? I don't from? know. <laughs> Now I'm just like Dunkaroos, things I had in my lunchbox. Yeah, Dunkaroos. Probably not allowed to have those things in your lunchbox nowadays because everything has to be healthy. Yeah, We'll be feeding our kids. Yeah, yeah. I remember we (laughs) we used to um, do charity fundraisers for the um, the hospital at another radio station I used to work at. Yeah. And we used to, at the end of it, after we raised all the money, we would get all the VIPs of the doctors and uh, the, the VIPs of the hospital together and we'd have like a cake ceremony for it. And we'd, yep. the newspaper would come along and the TV channels would film it and everything like that. Back in the like day that. when the newspaper and had to have everything in the paper. Then, and then... I got a phone call from like the CEO or media liaison person at the hospital. Yep. After doing these cake ceremonies for about four or five years, we all loved because it was free cake. Yeah. She rang me and she goes, I don't know if you're going to like what I'm going to say to you here. And I was like, oh, this is a serious conversation from you. Mm. We're usually very jovial when we're talking cake. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, due to the, um, you know, healthy eating guidelines now at government facilities. Oh my God. I was like, you are kidding. Really? The bureaucrats have gone through to our beloved, illustrious cake-cutting ceremony. You are joking. And she said, yep, can't do it anymore. It's going to have to be carrot sticks, dips. Carrot sticks and hummus. Yucky. Yeah, and hummus. Hummus. And celery and that kind of... I was like, you're joking. (laughs) You are kidding. Guess what? No one from the newspaper showed up. No one from the TV channel showed up. Oh, let me just dip this carrot stick into the dip. Boring. We had to have light milk for our coffee. It's terrible. We've been ruined. Bring back the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) It's like snorting sugar. (laughs) Don't do that. No. Uh, Don't. Maybe don't. Don't don't do that. No, no. Um... That's a great suggestion, though. The pictures on the roll-ups. That was good. Yeah, that Again, was really Again, probably fun. not great for our bodies. No. But, you know. What was it? The, fantastic. The Yo-Play Yum in the tubes, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. The yogurt. Yeah, yeah, Do you remember yeah. that? Where you just slam it down. Yeah. yeah that was good. And bigger stringers with the string cheese that you could peel off. Well, they still have those. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. They're probably not the same. No. Nah. Nothing's ever yeah. the same. No, no, they taste different. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. 
Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. And this is uh, an absolute honour to have a chat with Chris Humphrey, the Australian zoologist and also children's book author and owner as well of 2,000 bugs and creepy crawlies. Chris, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. No, nah, no dramas at all. It's a valid point. You you say here in in your book that uh, sort of the small micro creatures and insects and bugs and crustaceans and insects and spiders often don't get the pop star status of the larger, more charismatic animals. That's that's a valid point. I never looked at it like that. Exactly right. Look, we're more likely to save a koala or, you know, a kangaroo or, a, you know, an endangered whale. But when we see a spider or a bug in our back garden, <laughs> we're more likely to squish on it or whack it over the head. So we're trying to change that uh, stigma attached to invertebrates. And, you know, just like our workplaces and the schoolyard, you don't always like people, uh, but we've got to learn to get along. And if we don't, well, things can fall down and break down. So, yeah, so that's the whole sort of uh, premise of the book. It's, uh, you know, you can't say the cute and cuddlies all the time. It's, uh, these creepy crawlies have a, a fantastic big job to do as well. And it's it's remarkable the amount of, I guess, unfortunately, little insects and things like that that have such an important part in the ecosystem broadly that do unfortunately go extinct and no longer exactly. exist. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like the canary in the coal mine. I mean, you know, you lose all these little invertebrates from... You know, lots of habitat and pollution and herbicides and pesticides. And, yeah, look, they're the animals that go first. But, uh, you know, when you lose little guys, uh, the big creatures uh, go as well. They're all interconnected. You've got a brand new book out where, this is the thing I love about it, kids are able to scan the QR codes and sort of get videos of the animals and sort of take them on a bit of an interactive journey. I love that. Yeah, look, I, I'm trying to con kids a little bit there. You know, my, like my daughters, I don't like to read anymore. They're always on their devices or TikToking <laughs> or doing, you know, what on their devices. But uh, yeah, this sort of kind of captivates their imagination in the tech world. And, you know, if your kids don't like reading or they're younger readers, they can scan the QR codes and the videos pop up. And I'm talking about the animals. I'll never, never leave, their, leave their side. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, it's an interactive way, and it's, it's like when we were kids, we had the golden books where yeah. Tinkerbell ring the bell, and no, but just uh, catching up the times, and <laughs> thank goodness for uh, COVID in some ways, because I, I learned how to use a QR code. <laughs> I think we all did. What are some of the bugs that you cover off in this uh, in this new book, Chris? Yeah, look, there's a, the creepy sort of tarantulas and the, and the scorpions, and then there's the fascinating phasmids, the stick insects, which you find around Tamworth as well, you know. Uh, we're trying to sort of anthropomorphise the animals and trying to draw some synergies with, you know, our lives as well. You know, we breathe through our nose, but these bugs, they breathe through their backside, so a bum-breathing bug, you know, captivates kids' imagination. Um, you know, the, the stinger of a scorpion is called a telson. Uh, amazing that scorpions, they, when they're breeding, they interact with the females and actually sting her and anaesthetise her for a bit so they can uh, reproduce with her. So oh. quir- quirky fun facts. Yeah, right. Wow, incredible. How how did you have you always had a fascination with uh, with bugs and things like that, or did you like larger animals? End up studying, well, becoming a zoologist, and then going. You know what? I like the little guys. Well, I've always loved. I've always been fascinated by Lewis Carroll, and you know, through the Looking Glass yep. and going down the Rabbit Burrow, and just looking at things up close, and and just that wonderment of just stopping and observing. And 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 funnily enough, you know, when I was a kid at three years of age, not far from you guys, I found a frog in Coffs Harbour. Oh. To the urinal at three. So <laughs> I'm 48 now. I've had that frog for 45 years. So wonderment for nature has always uh, stuck with me. 
You're kidding, a 45-year-old frog. Exactly. Well, she's getting long on the tooth now, but she's, uh, she's very famous, actually. And, uh, yeah, she's been around for a long time. So I've got 2,000 animals I care for at my private zoo, and I've trained in zoology, but it's all about those life experiences of travelling, getting outdoors, observing. That's when you really learn your stuff. How, how long do frogs actually live for, normally? Well, no, no, one, no one really knows. Like yeah. 20 years are the good innings, but... Um, yeah. Excuse me, I've got a frog in my own throat. Uh, yeah, there's 40, 45 years is, um, is it's a good life for a frog. There's a couple others around too, around their 40s. So hopefully she's got a couple of years left in her. That that's I think we need to change the saying. You know how everyone says that cockatoos and, and, and birds like that live forever? Um, yeah, like need... that, over 100 years. But yeah, frogs, uh, yeah, if you look after them properly, they're lifelong buddies. That is remarkable. Surely, surely there is... I mean, a lot of us are afraid of snakes and spiders. Do you have a, a, some sort of insect that you do get a little qualmy over? Or? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not scared of much, but the, the only creature I'm scared of are mice and rats. Oh, petrified, yeah. absolutely. But so I understand people's phobias of spiders and, <laughs> you know, and, and moths and creepy crawlies. But, you know, when you step back and look at them, they're not going to hurt you. Just leave them alone. They'll leave you alone, but they're vital for the food yeah. web and the natural world. And many of these creatures pollinate flowers, and many of these creatures, uh, if you don't have spiders, you, there'll be bugs everywhere, and that's bad for people kind as well. What's uh, your favourite insect? Uh, my favourite insect is the leaf insect, the Montese stick insect, the leaf insect from northern Queensland. It, it looks like, it looks literally like a leaf, and when you keep them in captivity, you can't even see them in the enclosure. They're, they're that well camouflaged. They're masters of mimicry, and they're just, you know, only two females have ever been found in the wild because they're so cryptic. I think that's just amazing. I mean, who needs Marvel comics or superheroes when you've got these fascinating beasties living on our back doorstep? That is remarkable. Only two females found in the wild. Yeah, the males are more common because they fly around. The females are more sedentary and don't move so much. But, uh, yeah, they're found around, uh, you know, up around Cairns yep. and in the tropical rainforest. And, yeah, they're very rarely seen. Only after cyclones and when they get disturbed do they pop up in people's backyards. That is remarkable. Crazy. And they're parthenogenic, so they actually reproduce. They clone themselves. They can lay an egg without having to reproduce with a male. I always find that fascinating that, you know, bugs have the ability to do that. That is nuts. It wow. is, isn't it? And they grow back their legs or they lose them. I mean, wouldn't it be handy if we could do that? That is just crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating world out there with, uh, with insects and all those bits and pieces and just animals in general, I guess. Yeah, and it's, look, it's accessible for kids. I mean, you only have to go out in your back door, you know, roll a rock and be careful. Look, look for um, bugs in your back garden. Even lift up the back doorstep mat, mats and you might find a millipede or a slater. I mean, even slaters, we all call them slater bugs, but they're actually related to the crab. They're a crustacean and they have a pouch where their baby grows up inside called a marsupium. So you know, when you look at them like that, you go, hey, that's pretty nifty. How, how often are they, fi- are they constantly finding new bugs and insects all the time? Yes, they are. They absolutely are. Uh, because I think there's 160 new species of uh, creatures found in Bris- uh, sorry, in, in Queensland last year alone. Wow. So, yeah, but they're always being identified. And that's the thing. We don't know, you know, we, we might be losing creatures that are living literally underneath our noses. So uh, a, a millipede was discovered last year in Western Australia with actually a thousand legs. You know, everyone thinks that every millipede's got a thousand legs or yeah. a million legs, but... Only one has been discovered with a thousand legs, and that was found in a mine shaft in Western Australia. So, you know, it's just fascinating. I and mean, a lot of these creatures could unlock, you know, pharmaceutical properties that actually help people kind out as well. So, you know, they really are living treasures, and we've got to protect them. 
how who was a poor scientist that had to count all the legs on that? <laughs> I passed <laughs> yeah, on that no. job. <laughs> hard to get a bank loan with that job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris, the book is out now for uh, for kids to be able to purchase. Exactly, in all good bookstores, as they say, we can buy it from New Holland Publishing from their website. Fantastic, Chris. Fascinating to chat. Thank you so much for your time this morning. You have an awesome day. Same to you. Here's some of the world slightly better bits. Here's from some JB of the world the slightly better bits from JB during the week. Starburst lollies, a gone scare. They've been discontinued. Apparently, they were discontinued back in June, but people only noticed till now. Which makes you think. Well, no wonder they're being discontinued then. If it took you two months to realise them, too many people can't be buying them. No, I disagree. No wonder. Well, if no one's buying them, it's taken them two months to realise they're not on the shelves anymore. It's that answers your question. because they put question. too many yellow and orange ones in the pack. If they put more pink and pink and red. Valid. Oh, not the red ones. They're gross. It's cherry They're flavoring. the best ones. Oh, they're my no fave. Way. Ooh, they're so cherry delicious. Cherry flavours. Mm, gross. Delicious. That's Love like them. medicine. No, 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 no. What discontinued products would you love to see come back? Polly waffles for me. And they've oh. been talking for a thousand years about bringing them back and nothing ever happens with it. I think a company's bought the recipe for it, but they keep dicking around with buying the actual like machine that makes them and then COVID got delayed and blah, 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 blah. I'll believe it when they come along. And banana Nesquik. Ew. Oh, wait, banana. Banana Nesquik. Banana's all right. I got a, I got a few things and I'm yours, not... You're like, you'll suck. No wonder they're discontinued, JB. You know why? Terrible options. I may have cheated and Googled some stuff. I was about to say, because you didn't really have much for this. I was like, this. I, I got heaps now. A, I could talk for a thousand years okay, on no, this topic. But I did give you one earlier. Okay. What's that? Other people might not remember this on our generation, but Samboy Chips. Oh, Yes, they need to be brought back, number well, they're, one. they're back out now anyway. You yeah, can get a but tomato and barbecue and You salt used to be able yes. to get extra flavour sachets in them. Yeah, I remember that. So in primary school, yeah. I love salt and vinegar. It's my favourite, like elite flavour of chips. Yeah. And you'd get the salt and vinegar and it'd come like with this extra flavouring pack and you'd pour it on and mm. it was like, I'm going to burn my mouth, like warheads. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, I also wanted to... I used to get this. This is very mature. Oh, yes. This is not going to surprise anyone out there who knows me well enough. I used to get the flavour sachet and pour it onto one chip and then consume the chip. And we'd see how many... We'd we'd get multiple flavour sachets and see how many flavour sachets you could do. That's a lot. You just... Yeah. So much sodium. That's a lot. Not good for the heart. No. Probably looking back... Not... Yeah. Not Mm. safe, but look, it was fun at the time. But you know what? Life's not safe. I also really miss um, Mm. Dunkaroos. Yeah, Dunkaroos. We got a few people on our Facebook page suggesting really? Dunkaroos. Yeah, they're much missed. Like Incredibites? And in, a couple of for Incredibites okay, as someone well. Someone else has obviously Googled yeah. what I've Googled. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Coffee Scroll Biscuits? That was nah. a suggestion from Alicia. My nan loved Coffee Scroll Biscuits. They, were the, they, they had the pink bit in the center, the pink hard icing in the middle of them. Remember them? From Arnott's, they were a ripper. Do you ripper. mean like the jam biscuits? They were delicious. No, no, they were coffee scroll biscuits. No, I'm they not look... into coffee scroll uh, biscuits. But you don't know what they are, so how can you know you're not into them? Because I don't like coffee-flavoured stuff. You have coffee here. What do you mean? Okay, you love well, coffee. Okay, well, like, why are you trying to call me out on live radio? I don't, I don't usually call people out on things, but when it comes to you're discontinued delicious me. products, I'm I'm on. What Have you got any others? Incredibites, amazing. Yeah, Dunkaroos, good. Good. fantastic. You know, though, they do bring stuff back. They brought tubes back. Oh, I love that they brought I tubes back. I used to, back. but also, I always find they cut my mouth up. 
They do a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. My my mum unfairly targeted tubes by saying it tastes like eating a packet full of packing foam, which I thought was a little rough. Oh, I'm not even going to tell you about the time I ate packing foam because someone told me they were edible. And then they also said immediately after I put like two in my mouth. Yeah. But like dirty people have been like touching that when they're packing the boxes. Yeah. And I like spat it out. It was disgusting. Talking about gross stuff. Jeffrey wants to see craft braised steak and onions in a can bought back. Oh my gosh. I don't know about that, Jeffrey. Do you know what I used to eat as well? Do you remember the harvest cans? It was like (laughs) mini mini hot dogs with like potato, carrot and peas in a can. Yeah. I used to eat it. That's gross. I love the we're mini do- hot dogs. We're talking discontinued products you want okay, bought back, sorry, not sorry, disgusting sorry, sorry. things that, um, yep. that you shouldn't eat. Uh, we'll, we'll what chat about, about oh, yeah. Sunny Boys? Oh, yes. Mm. Now you're talking. There you go. You've, you've redeemed yourself. Sunny Boys. Market Cola Sunny Boys. Love them. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Discontinued products you want bought back. Any suggestions that uh, Olivia and I have forgotten about, which is highly probable. Yeah. 676 Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. About discontinued products you want to see bought back. 676 oh. If you make it on air, I'll put you in the draw for our case Friday meet Ray. Oh, she didn't want to talk on air. That's a shame. I'm sure she had a fantastic product that she wanted bought back. That's all right. Celeste, you'll talk to me, won't you? I will. Good. I don't bite. How? What do you? What you think I'm gonna? You know, put the hard sell on you. What am I? Lee Sales from Seven Thirty or something? You know. <laughs> no. Talking about. I'm talking about products being bought back. I think even Lee Sales would go lightly on that one. Okay, I reckon the Golden Gay Time Cappuccino. Oh, okay. I, I look. I never. I have to admit, I never tried that one. Golden Gay Yum. Time Cappuccino. Yeah, it was out when I was a kid. Yeah, okay. La di da. Haven't found anything. How about? Can you still buy the Golden Gay Time crumb in the can, and then buy yourself some coffee ice cream and mix the two together, and you might be able to replicate it. Yeah, no, nah, it won't be the same. Oh, okay, fair enough. Won't be the same. High standard, Celeste. I can't do much about that. <laughs> Hold on, I'll put you. I'll put you in the. <laughs> That's all right. I, I like it. So, so, hold on, there. I'll put you in the draw for our case Friday meat tray. Okay. Okay, groovy. No drama. Gro- groovy indeed. Steve, good morning. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. How you going? Very well. Discontinued products you'd like to see bought back. What you got? Mate, I've got two good ones for you. The old-fashioned space food sticks. Ah, yes. Chocolate ones, obviously, because I didn't mind those. Yep. And there's been it's been all over the news and that the old fashioned poly waffle. Yeah, the poly waffle. I've been waiting for that. Uh, Olivia's like meh, overrated. But um, I I like I like the poly waffle. I didn't realise I was going to miss it so much till it was gone. It was one of those things. I have to admit, <laughs> I never I never tried the space food sticks. So I never tried those. So I'm not not familiar. So. Space food sticks weren't too bad. They were, they were right, you know, just something to chew on when you're out somewhere, you know. So what? What were they like? Chewy chocolate stuff? Were they? Well, they, 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 they look. If, if, if you could picture a Kit Kat, yeah, the same thing, but it was chewy. Ah, it okay. Wasn't it wasn't actually chocolate itself. It was chocolate flavored. Yeah, and it was chocolate flavored, and I think it's caramel flavored as well. Didn't like the caramel ones, but the chocolate ones. Yeah. Otherwise. Do you remember the um the they used to have chocolate and 
uh, spearmint chomp bars. You just reminded me of them when you were talking about the space food sticks coming in other flavours. <laughs> I like the chomp there was, bars. There was another one. Flavor. I don't know whether anybody can remember it, but I did. There was one. It was a. It was a chocolate called a plank. A plank. And it looked. Yeah, it looked exactly like a Turkish delight. But inside it was pink marshmallow, and it was surrounded by chocolate. If you put them in the freezer, they were awesome. Oh, okay. No, I'm not familiar with the plank. I remember that ridiculous craze we went through for a couple of weeks. I remember planking. I remember that, but I can't remember a chocolate <laughs> called plank. Yeah, we won't get yeah, no, we'll any of that. No, that, that's something that certainly will not be brought back, I don't think, if we can all help no. it anyway. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week. Rachel and Ryan from The Block join me for a chat this morning. Guys, thank you so much for your time. How are you? We're good. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. How are you with your paint colours? I asked that question because I've got a quick uh, game to play with you guys. Paint colour or fake? I'm going to give you two paint names. One of them's a legitimate paint colour and the other one I just made up. Um, okay, great. So Sounds let, good. Let's see how good you are at uh, going through those. See, see how much you picked up from the Julux, Julux color swapped cards over the years. Um, oh, I don't for it. So the first one is Seduction or Sequium Dream. Which one of those do you think is a legitimate paint color? Oh, I think Sequium Dream. Yeah. Sequium Dream. It's actually Seduction. Is it? Yeah. It's, it's a it, bit racy for a paint colour, isn't it? It's, it's bright purple, I'll have you know. Oh, who's it, it seducing? <laughs> I'm not sure. Someone who's colourblind, I reckon, with the, <laughs> with the hues of this purple. It's uh, it's it's a, a tod, polar opposite of what I imagine seduction is, but hey, each to their own. Um, I've got grandma's sweater or freshly baked. What do you reckon? Oh, God. Freshly baked, sure. Gotta be. Freshly baked, you're going with. It's grandma's sweater. No way. And what colour is that? What do you is reckon? Green? green, you reckon? Like a kind of, I imagine it to be either a really dark emerald green or, I don't know, like a, yeah, I imagine it to be a dark emerald green. That's kind of what I was imagining. Again, I, I don't know what they were on when they named this colour because it's like a. A, a pastel blue, I'd right, say, okay. for Grandma's sweater. They might be, uh, <laughs> be a little bit too much of paint, open paint fumes in that room when they're naming the colours, right? <laughs> too many paint fumes. And, <laughs> and finally, I've got Poetic Princess or Logan's Flesh. What do you reckon? I'm going with Logan's Flesh because, on and it's probably going to be like some kind of dark red or something. That, <laughs> that seems to be where this game's heading. I'm going for Logan's Flesh. How about you, Ryan? What do yeah, you reckon? No, I'll go. I'll go number one. You going poetic princess? Yeah, why not? Well, look, I'm pleased to say we've got half a point on the board. It is poetic princess. Oh, there you go. There we go. You've a, got to win some. <laughs> it's a dark pink, a dark Lovely. pink shade. So there you go, guys. Did very well. Hey, all the best with your uh, block journey. I'm really looking forward to you guys smashing this out of the park. And I mean, such a cool story as well. So, fantastic yeah, to see. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. We, uh, we look forward to everyone seeing what we can do. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Ryan and Rachel from The Block, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Here's some of the, well, slightly better bits from JB during the week.